Whopping Wednesday. I'm here with Precious. Precious has been on my show before. How many times have you been on here? Like twice, right? Twice. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even did we how did we even meet? Uh I was just starting out and I was just looking at different content creators and I was trying to follow consistency. Like, okay, she's consistent, she doing her yeah. thing. And I just was liking your pictures and stuff. And then you hit me up one day and I was like, what? <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, it's, it's coming back. Yeah. Girl. I swear, you know, I always want one thing I want to do is want to ask you how you been. I think I've been starting to ask a lot of guests how you all been when it comes to your mental okay. health, your families. Good it's all kind of girls, all kind of shit out here. Monkey pox, COVID, chicken pox. I told my daughter, I said, Ooh. man, I'm gonna have dog pox next. So how have you <laughs> and your family been before I let you, you know, introduce yourself or we jump on in? Oh, when if when the COVID thing started, we had just moved to Texas. We've been here three years. You know, I'm from, I'm from three years. Years. Yes, and we just had came here, so my kids was excited. It was ready to move around and do things. And immediately we was on lockdown. The school shut down, so it was a shock. You know, it's hard to explain to them. No, you can't go to the store. No, you can't do this. So that was hard at first, and now that things are opening up, it's you know, it's back to kind of like a normal. It's back to normal, even though you know it's still out there. Mm-hmm. But the kids are so normal. It's so normal to them now. They're comfortable with it. They know they have to keep their hands clean. They, they have to stay safe. They have to watch out if their friends are sick. So mm-hmm. it's, it's even better now because we're more mindful of germs mm-hmm. and being clean. So, mm-hmm. And I know I, I have my daughter. She's a thumb sucker, girl. Girl, she was doing all that crying when she was a baby. And the only thing that would shut her up was her thumb. And I let her suck her thumb. But monkey paws and COVID, girl, mm-mm. she is real conscious yeah. now, girl. She be fighting it. So I'm, that's the bonus. That's that came but I feel like for a lot of us creative, because tell everybody about what you do also before we get into it. Because you are a creative also. You have a YouTube. Yeah. Yes, I'm on YouTube and I'm recently monetized. Super excited about that. We got monetized the day after Easter. And um, so I do family lifestyle content. I show my recipes. Everybody loves my New Orleans, my Cajun recipes and stuff like that. Yeah, sure. I do voiceovers because they love to hear my accent. So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. because when I'm doing voiceovers, I get more comfortable and I actually let my accent flow versus mm-hmm. if I'm trying to like talk about YouTube tips. I try to kind of mask it, but it's, I've noticed now it's not going nowhere. It, oh <laughs> I didn't say a sentence and everybody asking questions about it. Do you so, get tired of people bringing it up like you got an accent? Do you get tired of that? Like as if you don't know. I used to feel uncomfortable because I felt like it was ghetto. And I thought people was kind of judging me off of it. And it was a 50-50 because sometimes people would kind of judge me like they already knew who I was going to be just when they hear my accent. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's not who I want to be. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was trying to mask it even more and talk more professional. But every, it's every day, everywhere I go. And then it's the Katrina thing. And it's today's anniversary of Hurricane Katrina. So mm-hmm. I was really happy to do this today because it flows with like, 
the topic that you have in where I am in life now is just I'm just so grateful. Yes. Everything work out for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, I think we were me and you are the same age. We born in 1990. I was in middle school when a lot of the kids from Katrina. I was living in Augusta at the time, so a lot of kids had to. They was either coming to Atlanta. I think Atlanta got full, so they had to go to Augusta. Some of them went to South Carolina. Families, you know, changed. And I remember like how mean people was to like people from New Orleans because A, you all talk different and B, you all have your own style. And when I think back to it, it's like... <laughs> that was it. The way we talk and the way we dress. Yes. Many of you all, many of them, they have, I mean, they lost everything. So a lot of the things they had was donated. But look at it today now. People are trying to fake an accent just to come off cool. Yes. <laughs> you hit it on the, on the nose. We were given most of those things and we just that is the way we was brought up mm-hmm. to dress nice, no matter what. A lot of us were from the projects, uh, our uh, hood neighborhoods, the smaller mm-hmm. neighborhoods. You know, it's only so many nice um, luxury areas in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And of course, coming up, everybody is not that fortunate to stay in those areas. Um, in the areas I lived in now, that was considered to be a little bit a nicer street a nicer mm-hmm. block okay of that neighborhood uh it's horrible now it's it's mm-hmm. just so much going on and i can say that confidently because they know because we all are out here trying to figure out why what's going on who going to stop it help the kids help the city you know mm-hmm. it's really getting bad in those areas um seven wall eight wall night wall uh the east and even though it was like oh that was bad then no, baby. <laughs> it got worse. Wow. Like, when I went to New Orleans, yeah. I didn't. I wanted to go see Night War, but I think we didn't have enough time. But I, when I did a little tour, and one of the guys, he was like black guy. He was like, so I was asking questions. I was like, well, why come over here and didn't get damaged? So he was explaining how New Orleans is set up, and he was going into details about people hearing like. You know, um, sounds when the it went off. Yeah, like, and the water went down. Because even where I lived in the east at the time, I lived in Peru Cove apartments mm-hmm. on Haynes. And I think it's the cove now. It might be changed again. But um, I actually lived there again after Katrina in college. I moved there on my own. Mm-hmm. And the back of the apartments were completely dry and the front was flooded. So it was crazy that, like, it's the same complex. It's about maybe, Mm -hmm. I'm going to say, 30 buildings, but have 15 buildings was flooded and 15 weren't. But the 15 that wasn't flooded got broken into. So it was just crazy. It was crazy, a crazy time. And so when people hear my accent, they're like, oh, you from New Orleans? Did you come here after Katrina? Just because it's Mm -hmm. safe for everybody you know, evacuated that way. And I'm like, well, no, I chose here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, why, girl, why? So then they want to, and it's like, they get in your business. I'm like, mm-hmm. ma'am, I can stop. And it's, it's normally, it's not even really people from down south, because I feel like people from Texas and maybe people from Georgia, if they got manners, they, we all got an accent. We just got different accents, We right? all have different types mm-hmm. of accents. From the so when I yeah. even went to New Orleans and we went to the little casino that they got there, I don't know, they still got the casino there. And the girl, yeah. the girl was like, Where you from? You got an accent. 
I said, I'm from Georgia. You got Yeah. <laughs> and it was so funny because she heard yeah. my accent. I heard her accent, but I just feel like you all are just so welcome. It's just your spirit. And when you go to yeah, so nice. is interesting. It's not mm-hmm. noticed as I got old. It's like people are just interested. They just want to know. A lot of people care so much mm-hmm. that some of them just couldn't wait to meet somebody and ask them, like, were you okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I know all of this devastation is just I'm happy to see you with your kids. They love to see my kids and stuff like that. So I don't get offended as I I used to. Do. I thought I was in a in a uh, box, but now I see it's just like people just love us. Everybody mm-hmm. is. It's a vibe. Like soon as somebody hear y'all accent, they get excited. Now you were born in 1991, I, girl. I swear to God, I told somebody I don't know what the hell was going on in 1991, but it's too many of us, girl. It's too <laughs> many people that was born in 1991. I don't know what the hell was going on with our parents. Yeah, but the amount of people that I met <laughs> born in 1991, <laughs> it's like, dang, what was going on? So you know, take me back because you were living in New Orleans back then, right? You grew up in New right. Orleans in the 90s. Yeah. Now I just felt like back then we had some of the best toys. Like I always give my daughter the rundown, and even to the point where she yeah. was like. Man, y'all had the best things like you know, Keenan and Kel is on Netflix. I'm telling her about when cousin Skeeter and Keenan and Kel used to come on and all that, and how McDonald's um used to have those little toys, McDonald's and Burger mm-hmm. King's competition on who had the yeah. best toys. Like, what's some things that you remember from like that day where it's like, man, like man, my kids don't even know to have. Right. I try to put them on like board games. Mm. You know, uh Operation. Oh yeah. Suits and ladders. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did the candy land for them. Even like uh, Nintendo. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's so virtual. You got all these people you playing with and you gotta be oh, on the internet. I miss the Nintendo when you had to take the thing out. Yeah, Donkey Kong. <laughs> oh, what a good day. What kind of girl were you back then? Like your vibe. Were you like a the sports girl, girl? Yeah, I like to ride my bike, my scooter. I'm flying down the ramp on skates, riding my bike into the street. That's why I say it was it was a little bad in areas, but I used to be outside all day, every day. By the grace mm-hmm. of God, I made it. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't have nobody bothering me. Not, you know, I don't have any traumatic experiences that I could bring up, and I'm so grateful to say that. But mm-hmm. I was in the streets all day. <laughs> yeah. And that was, I always, I'd be like, dang, I wish I had that body back then. Because I felt like I used to ride my bike all day. You know, we'd stop to the candy lady and get like yeah. a little frozen cup. I told my daughter, I said, <laughs> I said the small ones be 50 cents and a dollar one, and the big one used to be a dollar. Yeah. I'm telling her about how we used to get four bag of chips for a dollar. Yeah. Four times for a dollar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You didn't need much to be happy. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know back, I was real like to myself because I lived in a real bad neighborhood. So my grandma didn't let me play outside with other kids. Really? She let me play in front of the yard. So I yeah. ride my bike up and down the sidewalk, you know, for the early ages. Cause I mean the I remember I was outside playing in the dirt, girl, because I was like, I used to love playing in the dirt. I caught I'm, it's like I caught a rainworm every week because I would oh, be playing yeah. out here in the dirt. <laughs> right. You know, rainworms? Did you yes. Know yes. It is like, it yes. was fun though. That's when dirt yep. was like, I feel like it was more clear. 
Yeah. I felt like, like as a kid, you eat, you ate dirt, you weren't gonna lie. <laughs> I definitely like got into it when it was wet, like some muddy puddles just splashing. Mm-hmm. And so she worked a lot. So oh. and my daddy, he just go ahead, come back home when you come back home type of mm-hmm. thing. So and I, I got older, we just be riding all through the hood, just ride. Everybody just riding bikes and or either had a little school. I don't think nobody was doing schoolers like that. I mean, it depends. But most everybody Who had a bike. Out when I was like eight. Mm-hmm. I had one. They had the motor schoolers like when I was like 10 to 11. Oh, I ain't had no more. I had some little skates, but I couldn't skate. But I enjoyed no. just being like on the sidewalk by myself because I am my only child. But I okay. was being outside playing in the dirt, girl. And we had this neighbor. And he said he was like the snitch, like an older man. He was like a snitch. And I think he snitched on some, <coughs> he must have snitched on some like some drug dealers. Yay. Girl, I'm sitting outside in the dirt and this man, I think I was too young, but he was on a bike. <coughs> now that I think about it, it must was a motorcycle bike. Girl, I did a whole drive by on this man's house. My grandma was like, on a bike. On a bike. My grandma was like 80-something years old. When I tell you, I ain't never seen no old lady run this fast off the porch and smash me on the porch. I mean, she, threw, she threw me on the floor. Brandy, and threw it ain't nothing but a number. <laughs> and it's like, even though things like that happen, it's like, I'm not traumatized by it. So you right. know how sometimes you used to seeing things? Yeah, it's like, a, it's just a normal thing. It's like, <laughs> oh, he was doing that. <laughs> they these days. Oh I my god. Like, yeah. A house was shot up. Right. <laughs> you should go to therapy. I'm a child. I'm fine. I feel I'm like we used to play games like that, like duck. Or the police coming. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. The police game. Duck, you hear the gunshot game. Yeah. Make up all type of games. Like, I mean, um, even a little patty cake <laughs> games and stuff. Like, oh, yeah. I, oh, all the hand game. I love playing hand games. Mm-hmm. I did love But I love to just be outside all the time. Those are the good days. But now, you know, we yeah. have like that social media era now. I feel like we was at the beginning of social media when it was new. It was fun. It was fresh. Yes. The MySpace days. Where it was High more five. about. Huh? Was it high five they had? Oh, I don't remember high five. What was that? That's I know when I first got in high school, ninth grade year, they had something. I think it was high five. It was after Black Planet. Oh, okay, I remember Black Planet. Between I mean, Black Planet and MySpace. It's like mm-hmm. high five was probably for like a month or whatever the name was. It was like a good month. It was a girl. Oh, I can't remember. Maybe I can't remember. I remember Tad, and I remember AOL. Okay. AOL. I missed AOL. I didn't get in the AOL part. Girl, I was on that. I don't know who they did. I was talking to <laughs> some boy all the way in New York. Girl. I think, I think he was a boy. Days. You did the party line? Huh? The party line. Remember people would call on the party line, be on three-way, like you and your girl. Oh yeah, I did that to a boyfriend. I did that to a boyfriend because he was at a, he was at apparently he was dating another girl at at rival high school, and my so my school was playing her school. I didn't know about her, so I'm standing there, and 
he walked past the girl with his hand around her. And my friend like, ain't that? I'm like, so I'm calling his phone, calling his phone. He don't want to answer the phone. So we, so we call him on three-way. Yeah. And I just started cussing his ass out. Like, that was a good day. When you know, he won't answer the phone. But your homegirl called y'all on oh. three-way. Hey, don't say nothing. Just be quiet. Girl, I was somebody at the party line one time. That was the worst thing I could have done. What you did? What? He just wasn't right on me. He wasn't a hundred percent there. That's what happened. Then he kept trying to call me afterwards, and I was like, "Oh no, I don't want to talk to you." And I and I hate you know sometimes I take the phone off the hook. These days we can block them, but what no blocking that is? You just gotta take the phone mm-hmm. off the hook. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Until your mama pick up the phone and she gotta use the phone. Yep. Tell, tell this person that I can't talk. Tell this person I'm punished. Mm-hmm. This brings back so many memories. Like I haven't thought about stuff like this in forever. <laughs> the cool, uh-huh. And then the star sister, yeah. sad man. Like, oh yeah. I remember I fell out with some uh, friends of mine, yeah. and they wanted to call playing on my phone. And I, and I all you gotta do is star sixty seven and find out it's your uh, number. Why uh, you playing? Uh, yep. Yeah. I said, how are you? Now, do you worry like being a mom? Like, because our kids have to grow up in a different era of social media where I just feel like these days, a lot of these teenage girls, they're like going through anxiety, they're being bullied on social media. It's not like fun and friendly how it was when it started for us. Like, do you worry about that having girls growing up with that? Yeah, we have constant conversations about things like that. I actually took my daughters off the bus this year because of those type of topics. It just, it's it's a lot. I don't know, especially once my my younger daughter got on the bus, they would just pick on them for whatever. Like my daughter had all kind of little issues, and then she goes to a um, predominantly Hispanic school, so you know her hair is completely different. And she was being picked on for stuff like that. So I'm like, I keep them out of social media. They're on YouTube, but they don't have phones and um, social media on tablets and TikToks and stuff like that. I don't really do TikTok because I don't want them to get consumed and want their own. Because mm-hmm. there's these comments and things that they're just not, I don't want them to have to even be prepared for. Exactly. And I went through that situation too where um, one thing I'm trying to Tell my daughter because she's in fourth grade and she's real big on like friends. Like, you know, her little friend and her friendship bracelet. I'm letting her know, like, understand that girls can sometimes be mean and and turn on you. I want to really, really understand it. You'll be be surprised by how quick girls can, especially at this age, everybody, you know, immaturely going through puberty. And we're good, girl. We just went through that thing this summer, girl. It was too, you know, we we done transitioned to yeah. big girls. I've been so talking to her about that as well. Shot the yeah. hell out of me. I, I was preparing for it, but you know, go to the doctor. The doctor was like, oh, it's been a year. And I'm like, oh, when she okay. coming out, tell me that it's all, oh, all. Oh. I'm like, oh, I almost had a panic attack. Right. Like, wow, it's oh. actually here. Like, oh. you know it's coming, but it's here now. It's really here now. Yeah. So, how's she doing? doing? So, she's she doing. Okay, with it, she don't. She's not having any, you know, cramps or things like that. But the thing That's with good. her and me is like her teacher this year is a man, so trying to okay. explain to him, my daughter may have to go to a bathroom a few times a day. 
Because yeah. like I told him, like, I ain't playing that. Oh, you can't go to the bathroom. No. My child gotta go to the bathroom, check herself. I told her, walk out. Yes. Walk out. Okay. So I talked to him. I tried to talk to him in a way that didn't make him uncomfortable because he is a young teacher. He like 24. So okay. I think we got to understand. He was very understandable. Like this, even just being like a mom, it's just so... I kind of wish I'm kind of teaching my daughter and raising her the way I wish I was taught. Yeah, you know, I try to go to like a lot of school. I go to all the academic school events. Yeah, you know, teach the conference. I like to be involved mm-hmm. all the way, and I wish I would have got that when I was a kid. But when it comes to social media and TikTok, do they want to get on TikTok? Because my daughter ain't on TikTok either. She's like she'll take my phone and make videos on my phone. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, she thought that was TikTok. When she opened up that camera, she just knew everybody saw what she was doing. And I was like, girl, okay, go ahead, mm-hmm. have fun. You know, but nope. Yeah, I'm saying, right, well, I don't want to have my daughter on TikTok because at the end of the day, I know how easy it is. Even she's on Fortnite, she has Fortnite, but I haven't, so she can't talk to nobody. That's yeah. true. When yeah, that thing comes, she wants to DS. Is it Nintendo DS? Oh, uh, uh, Nintendo Switch. Switch. <laughs> Look, I'm way back in the 2000s, mm-hmm. the early 2000s. But yeah, she want to switch. And even then, it won't be um, an internet type of thing. You can mm-hmm. play with your sister. And yeah, you can um, turn it on to where they can't talk to anybody. Because yeah. I had to, her dad bought her some headphones. Gave her, man, not bought her, gave her some use that headphone, whatever. But yeah. um, <laughs> I come yeah, boys in there talking like they not yeah. talking to her, but they talking about the game. And yeah, I said absolutely not. I cut that. No, 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 no. Because even though you playing, it's a whole big old world. So she yeah. has her own little TikTok now. It's a kid version. I'm the manager. Can't nobody comment or nothing. Because I know how easy it is for these these. You know, thinking back to me, I'm like, I was on AOL talking to a boy in New York. I think yes, he was a boy. He sent me pictures of his. I think he was my age, but he could have been a grown man. Yeah. So I think that just by the things that we went through, it's helping us parent our kids, especially. I feel like we 30, but I still feel youthful and young. I, I feel very young. I'm that girl. I'm that girl. Yeah, we really are. We and really I feel are. like back then, 30 probably would have been old, but I feel like these days, we're still hip. You know, it's easy for us to talk. We're talking to our kids for one. We talk to them. Yep. It's like we made their mistakes for them. And I know, you know, people probably looked at it like that for us too. Mm-hmm. But by us talking so much and having that line of communication open, they're more um more open to accepting what we're saying versus us just saying, oh no, you're not gonna do that because I said so. You know, when you give reasons for everything, it's easier for them to understand. It's like, okay, I get it. No, I don't want that to happen. You know, I'll I'll be more cautious. Yeah. It makes them not want to go and be um, spiteful or another word I'm looking for, bless you. It it makes them not want to go that route, um, go behind your back is what I'm trying to say and just and just do what you say don't do because I say don't do it because they know the the repercussions that could happen to them 
Mm-hmm. Even um, you know, like Roblox. Remember, this is a fifteen-year-old girl around here. Like, um, she went missing, and my daughter was. I told her, "Oh, absolutely not," because I seen something. There was something where I said, "But Kim Kardashian said her little son was on there, and somebody said something about her sister." I said, "I saw hell no." I said, "That's what they doing." Like, I don't know what I thought. So I said, "Oh, absolutely not, no Roblox." So I explained to her, I said, you know, a lot of, there are a lot of predators on there targeting kids. So I don't you know, I might scare her, but I'm, my pros of parenting is, I like to make up shit, girl. I be like, yeah, when I was a kid, you know, somebody almost kidnapped me. And I, yeah. <laughs> but it makes them be like, oh, really? Really? <laughs> it's the really part. What? Oh, no. <laughs> I told, I did that to my little sister. And my little sister, she was so she was just a good child because i was telling her like girl if the boy touch you you might get pregnant mm-hmm. and she when she got older she was like you know i really thought i could get pregnant if i got touched and i didn't want nobody touching me i'm like well mm-hmm. <laughs> look at your friends it, you it, know it works too. it works and it's better us saying it than just them learning from their own from kids and stuff right. like that so thinking back to when you were a kid, like what's one thing you would do different? You're doing different now as a parent that you wish you would have got when you was a kid. More time. Like mm-hmm. I respect my mama to the end for working so hard, but I just wish she would have took off at least for the summer. So my mama worked year round, mm-hmm. like nonstop, you know. So I didn't really get that extra time with her until. I got a little bit older and um, she kind of slowed down a little bit and I was able to pay attention, but I took on a lot of um, responsibilities and helped out my little sister. And I don't even regret that. But for my kids, I just, I like to be more available. It's a lot of um, sacrifices that I've made Mm -hmm. just to be here, just to be available. And they gonna, I think, you know, especially when parents are working, no. you know, even times right now, but I feel like those little things, I don't know, I think kids, they really appreciate, especially when you come to their school for something like really important and see their face light up. They be so in awe of it. And I think little things like that can really, they'll remember that forever. Yeah. And these days, I feel like a lot of these jobs, you know, we got to pay bills, but it's like, I feel like, especially our generation, girl, I don't quit so many jobs in my twenties. Mm-hmm. And I always got another one because I just feel like mm-hmm. even though a job is replaceable. That's always been my mindset not to let no job stress me out. Y'all no. ain't about to give me no gray hair and have me right here dead from a stroke because y'all stressing me out. Literally. Yeah. Do you think our generation is low-key lazy that because you know they say we lazy that we quit jobs and stuff like that. Or do you think it's just we know our work and we're not gonna um allow a job to break us down yeah we're not we're not taking it we're not mm-hmm. taking it for me i went to school got the degree and then went to get the job and i was still being disrespected um even by employees uh, mm-hmm. i got fired from a job i was helping a family i was actually doing like um counseling but they was calling us community something represent a specialist mm-hmm. and I don't know I got a, t- a random text anonymous text saying this is actually why you lost your job but this is what they told me that I had no um 
like basically I didn't respect myself at work because I supposedly went over like my mileage. I didn't even know how to do mileage. I was was I 21, 22 years old, fresh mm-hmm. out of college. I never did a mileage sheet in my life. Wait, wait, what do they mean mileage? You're like, I don't even know what so, that is. Right. I'm driving from here to here, from this house to that house. And I had to track how many miles my car was at when I started driving and how many miles it was at when I stopped. And each step I take, I have to write down the miles and add it up in total to get paid for mileage to get gas money on to go with my check. Mm-hmm. And apparently I overdid it or something, but they had this guy um that worked there that was a, that I asked to help me. This was my first time doing the mileage sheet. So right. she came in there with this mileage sheet like, I see what you're trying to do. I'm like, what? <laughs> so yeah, nice. she read me my right baby. That's all she read me to filth. You hear me? Black lady or white lady? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I go down and they call. I'm like, this is how it is out here? And I, it was a good job, good money. Wait, baby. What's wrong? Don't tell me you throw her. Your nose hurt. Because they got strep going around. I just, the doctor's office told me, I was still trying to get a physical. And they said, mm-hmm. beware. You throw her. Your nose, okay. I'm coming to give you some medicine, okay? Lord, my baby nose been uh, blowing. She been out, but they blowing her nose too. Lord have mercy. Yeah, and I just heard them sneezing. I'm coming, baby. Oh Lord, not the twenty percent. I'm gonna have to get my charger. Okay, so not right, not right. <laughs> you want to say hey, say hey, hey, pretty. You all right? You don't feel good? I know my baby nose running too. All this icky stuff out here. Mm-hmm. I'm like, strep, we got all this other stuff in strep and pink eyes. Pink eyes? Oh. Lord, girl, they ain't this girl. I, I, this so for me, my, my daughter said, she said, these scientists are in the lab creating all this type of stuff out here. She, girl, she one of them. I'm she like, <laughs> it's true. I don't know. She gonna be some kind of conspiracy person. Conspiracy. Of news. <laughs> she definitely, girl. She definitely give me that vibe, girl. She yeah, yeah. She definitely in my brain, though. Mm-hmm. Why? It's not a snake hole, baby. <laughs> <laughs> they like go ahead and ease me a snack since you they, um, girl. They love you being on camera. They love doing videos and trying stuff on camera. Mm-hmm. Every time the light come on, they think it's for them. They just can't understand this. And, I and you know, it. another thing, too, by you saying that, it's like you're allowing them to be themselves. Like, yeah, I feel like when I told everybody, like when I was younger, like I, I used to draw like I, that was me. And you know, I feel like, oh, you should got to be a nurse. Like you like I feel like a lot of times the older generation, like they try to like steer us clear from doing what we truly love to yeah. do. And I feel like our babies the next generation, like. They're going to be successful. They're going to be creating jobs for other people based off them taking a chance and betting on themselves, becoming entrepreneurs, business people. Like, you want to draw, you want to do YouTube. Like, you you can do it. Like, you can do it. You don't have to. Encouraging them so much. Mm -hmm. The confidence is being built Mm -hmm. early. 
I let them run through here. They can have toys from the living room to to the back room. Because I want you to be comfortable in your space when we mm-hmm. clean, clean up. Sometimes we just have downtime and y'all can hop through here. The floor is live in the living room. They got mm-hmm. a castle in the back. The imaginations are born. They mm-hmm. created stories. They created memories. Mm-hmm. You know, they can safe. They don't have to be outside all day running the streets. Because, you know, mm-hmm. even though that was fun, it's like, that's not the ideal thing either. You know, you should be mm-hmm. watching doing something constructive okay so thinking back to like us maturing now we're in our 30s now when you were 20 would you date the same type of people you were dating in your early 20s now that you're in your 30s because we're mature we have a different mindset like can you see yourself doing that (laughs) (laughs) no No, I, I, i feel like i just wanted attention Mm-hmm. No. I, I was very attention seeking and just mm-hmm. yes. I was yeah, no. if they talk and I had only like I had my one boyfriend and then this yeah. other boyfriend and you know you talk to a couple people and you cool with some people but um I wasn't looking at their future even though I was being told that I will say they gotta think about a person's future and I'm like I'm thinking about now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just trying to have fun, you know. I, I, whatever it is that I'm benefiting from it, that that was it. It was in a moment type of thing. But you know, even look, I, I just, I always see potential in people. Like, like, look at me. Like, I wasn't even dead. Like, I'm just so. <laughs> That's like, true. You like so when funny. you get better. <laughs> a guy that uh like my the guy that I dated in high school, like he was a senior and I was a freshman. And girl, we girl, I felt like girl, I tell you, I feel like our generation, us like 19, I feel like we was some girls. So when we got in high school, ninth grade, like we took all they men, like we were dating singers, <laughs> girl, and the singers and junior girl was like, who who they like these are dudes that they have been going to school with like for years. Oh, yeah. and we go. Yeah. So by dating him, I felt like I should not have been dating, dating him because it came with drama. Right. You know, you you walking down the hall and they're like, that's a girl, such and such no woman. And it's like I think back now, like, that was my ninth grade year. I should have been focusing on my school, my work, because he was on with his life. But what's so funny is looking at his how he turned out. I used to date a lot of guys that had potential that you could tell they weren't going to be nothing at that time, mm-hmm. but they were cool and they was popular. Right. They had no, like, they all like, they all ain't doing nothing in their right. life. And the person I am today, you can't even get my phone number Mm-mm. at all if you ain't got no car or no uh, financial stability. Right. So looking back then, I was like, absolutely. It's, I'm, I'm almost like disturbed at myself. Yeah. Well, see, now, I, by me going to a different area, because, you know, I had just started ninth grade when Katrina hit, and I went to a whole different place. Mm-hmm. So, I'm looking at all them, like, I got trained back home. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, I wanted him back home. I had just met this guy. Right. And I didn't want to have nothing to do with none of them. And then it's like everybody was plotting on the few New Orleans girls that came to their school. Girl, yes, boy. The, I felt like the girls would hate out. And this is real ish. The girls was hating 
Because you know how women and girls is, you know. Ooh, like, Lord. But the boys were like, oh my God, this is. Because I just felt like y'all just, a lot of y'all just came through. Like, I don't care if y'all don't like me. I'm here. We ain't going and nowhere. The and everything was made. And it's like, okay, I got to really step it up a notch and really be on my P's and Q's every single day. I got to watch who I talk to. When I talk to somebody, I find out he got a girlfriend. She doing this for him. And I'm talking to her and she see he like me. So now she cool with me. So now I got to leave him alone. And I'm like, you know what? Y'all can have all of them. And then I chose one. And now I got this child. But it's yeah. linked to toxicity, you know? Yeah. So, but it's fine because I found my safe space with how I handle situations. So it's mm-hmm. okay. But it was a little, it was a it was a little bit different. But I definitely, we definitely we all had the pick of we was able to take and pick and choose. And we was picking and choosing, girl. We were. Mm-hmm. But now that was a good I, day. I was too. More yeah, being more careful. At least I feel like those was fun days because it allowed us as young girls to kind of realize, okay, everything ain't forever. Right. Then you, well, the person for me, I thought I was going to marry them. But as I got older, I'm kind of like, I'm going better for myself. And even though I thought when somebody break your heart, you're like, oh my gosh, you feel like like, you died. But then you realize everything's going to be okay. And now being adults and grown, it's like, child, I got kids, I got bills. I ain't got to worry about (laughs) You come, you You come to all them love songs, baby. I sung. Some love songs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I ain't do. So that those are pretty Ricky days. Now, oh, yeah. do you think it's possible to like juggle like you know entrepreneurship, being a mom, and you are you you're mad, right? <laughs> so I'm working them, doing it now. Yeah. And I'm thinking in my head, like, wow, they really do this. They do this every, every time I'm on camera with you. They're, they're somewhere close by, you know, mm-hmm. and it's still not all the way there yet, but she's three and she's five. And yeah, right. I am in a relationship. I'm getting divorced. I'll, I'll go ahead and say that. I'm getting from my previous relationship. I was married before. That's what you mean? Not, not the current one, right? Not the current one. My, my, my old man is in the room and I need to wake him up. Oh, girl. Because he got girl, you should have been praised. And I was like, I, no. I'm going to divorce okay. my previous. It's yes. coming back. Okay, I mean, we told me about that situation. So, yeah. Yes. I finally started filing papers and everything. And I need to actually check up on it. And I just been so busy. But, um, yeah, let me clarify that, people. This is something previous that just went on for a time, but she's finally doing the paperwork because she's in another yes. relationship. Yeah, just clear that up, okay? Yeah, yeah. yes. Let's clear that up. I'm, it's still hard for me to even say that. It's like, I'm 31. What am I saying these words for? Mm-hmm. But I knew, like you say, you know, you knew it wasn't right. I knew it wasn't right. I met him in high school and I played around and things got serious mm-hmm. later on down the road. And then I just saw so much potential, but this person I was seeing potential in wasn't showing me my potential. He was mm-hmm. taking everything from me, even though I was still meeting goals mm-hmm. with him. I'm graduating, I'm working, I'm doing this. Right. It was like laughable for that. So for him. So I was like, okay, this is not it. This is not it. But I had already got married. 
I was already married. And then when I moved on and I started, you know, building my family, my new family, and it's like in the back of my head, like, okay, I know I got to get this done, but it just was so stressful to even think about that word, divorce. That's mm-hmm. why I'm like, I can say this now. Uh-uh. I'm getting it done. <laughs> yeah. It's not your own. It's, it's like one of them words that kind of give you like chills a little bit, even though you know you don't have any emotional attachment. It's like the process. See, I've it's heard the, that. Don't you got to pay? Don't you got to pay? So I filled out some paperwork that said that I can't afford to pay. And I'm just going to go ahead on and say that. So yeah, I put the paperwork in. I can't afford it. And we're going to see what happens from there. And then if they say, okay, you got to pay this. And I'm in the very, very beginning stages. Mm-hmm. Well, I got a feeling that everything's gonna go on through because yeah. I'm real big on like like different chapters and things in life. But I think, especially like now, That's I feel like right. the twenties and coming into thirties, I felt like it was just I let go family relationships, mm-hmm. I let go friendships from high school, yeah. and it bettered me. So I felt like when yeah. I entered my thirties, it was like peace, you know, peace. Now yeah. thinking back to like you know. We're in our 30s. Now, we're in our early 30s. I'll be 31 on September 28th. But 40s, like, what are some things that you hope for yourself by the time you turn 40? We're going to manifest it. Yeah, I'm manifesting a luxury lifestyle. Mm -hmm. I just want to be able to go and buy what I want when I want to. I want to give my kids what they want as long as they Mm -hmm. deserve it. (laughs) You know, I don't want to spoil them right. But I do want to make things available to them. And um, just live, you know, be able to pack up and go. I've never been on an airplane before. I'm ready to take trips. And I want to do it with my kids. I want to do it with my man. These things as a family. I don't want him to be tied down to a job just to provide. You know, I want us to feel free and build businesses. I really do want to flourish and then watch my kids flourish as well. I want to get them connected and do things if they want to do acting if they want to dance thing i want them to be connected to those different companies and people that can provide those opportunities for them so that's yeah. why i work so hard and you know the reason why i wanted to ask that question because right now i can't i think we're in uh mercury retrograde Virgo, and they're saying like how important right now it is to manifest and i actually okay. was sitting here on my desk working earlier and um I was on TikTok. It's like I come across this guy every couple months. And yeah. around the time it happened, he was like, everybody get your pen, get your notepad. And I was like, oh, Lord, I'm going to go ahead. And I started manifesting like what I want. He comes around every um, couple of months. And I feel, I don't follow him, but I feel like he comes on purpose. I'm a real spiritual person. I know t- before I get 40, I feel like I spent my whole, girl, you know, I spent most of my 20s single. I ain't been in a relationship since I was 20. I just been dating. Wow. I've been dating. And if he ain't the one, I just I just kill him off. Being single for granted. Being single is a magic thing. It was the best thing for me. So now I already know I, I don't play no games. Like I already know what I want. So you can't even come at me incorrectly. So by the time I'm 40, I definitely want to see myself. Mary, no, I see my, I will be married. Y'all bring that in from please. I will be married. I'm speaking in like in terms of it already happened. That's what they say. Speak as if it already happened. So I see myself married. I see myself 
I told somebody I don't want to be a celebrity. I want to be legendary. I want people to hear my name. Like, man, that, that girl, man, she just she do her like this. She do her show like this. Like, I feel like being a celebrity don't come with like respect. Like, I feel like you're legendary. People remember you for your work, and I just want to be successful and comfortable. Not even rich, like successful and comfortable financially. Yes. Like you said, I want to be able to, my daughter want to go to college. I don't want her to get along. I want to be able to come up there with a check. Yes. <laughs> you know, because right yes. now I'm sitting here looking at the news that Joe Biden announced the student loan debt. And I'm like, thank you, Jesus, because I got student loans. Yes. And I don't want that from my daughter. And also, I just want to. I think by the time I'm 40, I feel like I'm already unstoppable now. By the time I'm 40, I'm I'm really going to be like not caring. I feel like I'm at 80% of not caring what people think about me. So by the time I'm 40, I definitely see myself being at 100%. That's dangerous, though. (laughs) (laughs) That's dangerous. Like living and not caring about what other people say about you. Like you said about the accent thing earlier, because I have an accent, Mm -hmm. so... When I'm real comfortable talking to somebody, I'm just talking normal. When right. you get in those particular settings, where you gotta, but eventually you can only do that for so long. When you get tired, yeah, yeah. My tongue, my I tell them my tongue don't like that when I'm trying to hold it because it's him. You talk so fast, and that's what I got to do. That's just the way I, I can. <laughs> And learning, just people just have to accept you for who you are, too. I think just, I think a lot of times, like, growing up in school, I couldn't figure out, like, why people ain't like me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, people are like, oh, she thinks she, I don't, I wouldn't even be saying nothing, girl. I just be right. standing up. And then most people like, oh, she thinks she all that. I ain't even this. Just getting on the bus in the morning. Like, do you want me to just purposely make myself dirty? <laughs> do you want oh, me to my ruffle God. my shirt off? Like, what am I supposed to do to make your, you comfortable? So you got it on the bus, girl. It used to be the cafeteria for me. So, oh, I remember I used to, because I was always, I, I mean, I don't have, a, my only talent is being creative. So I was just known as a creative girl. So I express myself with my fashion. So being a plus size girl that cared herself, that was a little shocking for people. It was like, how dare you? How dare you right. look good? <laughs> so they would just, these particular girls, they would just sit there at that front table, girl. They used to stare me down. Oh, man. Yeah. That's right. It was the bacon of the bus girls for me. And I'm not into the bacon. I'm just going to sit down. Yeah. But now, me now, yeah. I've been in so many rooms with people, and I know you ain't rocking with me. It just my head is held high. So thinking back, like back then, I used to be like, make me uncomfortable. Oh no, absolutely not. It may, it actually inspires me that to, to keep going because whatever I'm yeah. doing, it got you bothered like that by me yeah. myself. That's on you. That ain't got nothing to do with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, everybody, you see the episode is called "I'm That Girl." I, I'm obsessed with Beyonce album. And she has a song on there where she talks about, you know, it's not the diamonds, it's not the pearls, it's not the man she dated. She's just that girl just by being her. So what's one thing you love about yourself that um, you probably didn't like before? I didn't like before. Um, I guess it would be my exit. It would mm. be my thing. Yeah, I'm just I'm so comfortable with it now, and it mm-hmm. it makes me happy, and it makes other people happy, mm-hmm. and that it's not a stigma, it's not holding me back. 
Because right. I thought I wouldn't be able to, you know, even when I go to my kids' school and I tell them my credentials, they like, you should come work here. And I'm like, the way I talk, when I first moved here, I told my, my old man, I'm like, it's a big college. Like, we live in Bryan College Station. They have a big university in Texas. No, 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 I went to Southern University at New Orleans, and I thought I was that girl going there. But when I got over to this university, I'm like, my degree, I don't think my degree mean nothing. He was like, no, you still smart. You still learn. You still can do the work. And then I go to my kids. So this is me still transforming from 26, 27, 28 to be 31 and get have this confidence. With my accent, with my knowledge coming from where I'm coming from, you know, I still felt like I wasn't all the way working. Mm-hmm. And he's really helped me a lot. Just I had long, long, late conversations with him and um, seeing how people interact with me out here. Now, y'all don't know me. Y'all in a different state. So those comments and those compliments does matter. So when I go to my kids, it's like, okay, I could do this. I, I, am, I am that girl. I can YouTube keep the, the responses yeah. I'm getting from my YouTube channel. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's always a few sour matches in the in the bunch, yeah. but it's like I feel like you had I feel like you had to try I feel like I had to train myself. You know, yeah. it's kind of like you know how people train for like track and stuff. I feel like you have to train yeah. yourself as a person to, to think highly of yourself because those, yeah. those negative comments can really tear you down. I know for me, yeah. I like I like my personality for like a long mm-hmm. time. I kept thinking to myself, like, am I giving off people a vibe that I think I'm better than them? Like, I kept thinking, like, right. I, didn't under- I didn't even understand it because I'm like, okay, I- I'm not saying anything. I'm not going around, you know, doing anything like that. And I realized that my person, when I got to college, a professor told me, man, you got a great personality. She actually, she actually uh, worked for Nickelodeon. She said, you should do something with like blogging or, or, or like podcasting. And it was like in 2013. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I heard like, you know, going to like a, I felt like me leaving the hood for one leap. I think because I grew up in the hood and the way my grandmother raised me, I didn't, I wasn't really like everybody else. Like a lot of times people be like, like this one guy, he keep uh, he told me some um he keep calling me bad and bougie, right? I said, "Why you call me bad and bougie?" He said, "You don't seem like you grew up that way." Just because I grew up in that environment, mm-hmm. that don't mean that dictates who I am. So once I got to college and I went to a design school, I was like, man, all these people like me, like they just full of life. They full everybody just full of color. Like I, I fit in here. Like they get me. So I like who I am. I like my personality. If I'm too much for you. Now, I don't know what it's God bless, you know. <laughs> I agree with that personality. I love it. I love it. You can be smart and mm-hmm. from the hood, you don't have to mm-hmm. just like to be in the hood all day to say, Oh, that's where I'm from. That you know, you mm-hmm. can and have other goals that you want to reach, and I just the hood is girl out the hood with the hood is dude. You know, right, right. That's what they want you to do. Girl, I told myself, "Eleven grade, yes, I'm getting the hell out of this." Yeah, I was applying for, girl, I was applying for scholarships. My natural aim, I'm gonna know. So when I was like, I'm going to Atlanta. I'm getting out of here. That's where I was supposed to go. Two thousand and eleven. Good. That's. I'm like, I just gotta get out of that state. 
it was Atlanta. I was looking at uh, Tennessee. <laughs> I've been anywhere you could take me. And I told him when we first met, I'm like, look, I'm ready to move. I know you from here and you like your, your hood, but I'm leaving. So if you Sorry, like no. me, you mm-hmm. might want to leave too. But he had already traveled different states. So I'm like, oh, see, you ain't as good as you, you, you right. know put on to me he like no i don't want to be here either right <laughs> like, perfect we can rock there let's mm-hmm. go we literally just packed up like a hurricane was coming and we left <laughs> people thought we, it was a joke like okay y'all gonna see what we don't y'all y'all had you all girl i can see y'all now just packing throwing boxes on the when i tell you we left just us <laughs> yeah it was serious it was a serious man a killer that's a whole <laughs> you know they say sometimes like you're like even like I just sold like a property back in my hometown and it feels like- so good knowing that I ain't coming back here no more. I'm not coming like, we- because you know I had to pay taxes I, I, it felt that's good. Crazy. Like you telling my daughter, we so my daughter dad, he lives still in that city, but I don't even drive in that city. I meet him on yes. I-20. We meet at the gas station, do I swap off? I'm just I know you know, it's, it's, it's not a good it, I don't really think it's, I'm not going to say it's the people. I'm thinking it's just sometimes those environments, they really it's just the energy. Me. And it's hard to feel inspired when everybody else not doing anything. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We were supposed to go back and get stuff because it was in like a family house where we was living at. Things went sour. And it's like, hey, I'm fine. I had that stuff for five years. Mm-hmm. I'm about to get new stuff. Keep it. Keep it right. <laughs> it's all toxic stuff. Mm-hmm. And so this episode's called I'm That Girl. Thank you so much, Precious, for being on here. I know that we were going to have a great conversation. But I just feel like you just a down south girl, so it's easy. To, you know, it ain't no proper, you know, just two girls yeah. just talking. Just pretty yeah. That's what I wanted this to be a part of my 28 days of Kayla segment. Yeah, so I'm sorry. Part of the kids in the background wasn't too much. <laughs> no, it made it better because we were talking about them and being a mom anyway. Yeah. And I think sometimes these type of shows, it's like when you paint a picture and people see the kids in there and they see like, okay, that's a mom. Like, yeah. She, she's doing something. She's hand recording, but she's still taking care of her kids. So yeah. people like seeing stuff like that. So I think it worked out perfectly. So thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. Now, what do you have coming out? How can we find you on social media, like your YouTube and your Instagram? Have and you do other like you do other stuff besides YouTube too, girl. Like you were doing like um, I was. I was doing bedroom candy. I was selling those toys and. You know, all the date Mom, night things. Yeah, like, but it was, hey, once I got monetized, Mom, that's beautiful. She made a heart, y'all. My baby can draw. She's three years old. Yes! And she just did that on her own. But you I was going to work it, girl. <laughs> that's all <laughs> it takes is being three, drawing a heart, then boom. But you know her. She a graphic designer at Disney. And her daddy's really, really good. So mm-hmm. it's in her. It's her sister too. So mm-hmm. they all three of them. They they all this and I just pour in some. But mm-hmm. yeah, I was selling bedroom candy and it was just becoming to be too much for content wise. Because you know these days, if you have a business, you have to have a page. You have to have content consistently. Mm-hmm. And I was doing it. I did it for two years, almost three. And I'm bouncing around from the family content to the. Um, bedroom candy, and then they have glitter gel where it's like a hair gel for the edges, and they have the and I then they have their page. So it's like I'm running eight My pages every day, 
and it was a lot. And you know, when you say about balancing mom life, family life, business, and then yourself, it was I was losing myself. Girl, I didn't know what was new on TV. I had not watch TV in over a year. We should have touched on that because, girl, I had I, I shut my calendar down because I had enough. <laughs> I shut up for a month because it was like, wait a minute, now, like I, I like to sit in my room and play the sim. I like to cock up and watch TV, and I said, wait a minute, I got I got to get back to me and draw me and spend time with my daughter and us go to the park, you know. So trust me, yeah. I mean, you gotta have that balance at the end of the day, like. Your kids gonna be here. This, this, this yeah. I can't have no the camera out for every single thing. Oh, let me make a short. Let me make a reel. Let me make a this. Let me make a vlog. Like, wait, hold up. <laughs> let me put all this on pause and reevaluate how I want to push this out. So that's the process I'm in now. Like, how am I gonna push this out? Let's do a couple topics. Let's get some videos. You know, batch record and post and things like that, and then I'm gonna watch TV there throughout the week. <laughs> like, and then yeah. you monetize now too. I feel, I feel too pressured when I want. I was trying to get those watch hours, so I feel like now you monetize and you can. You know, yes. you have the luxury. To I like took relax. a break for like a couple weeks. All right, I'm almost done. I took a deep break once I got monetized. I'm like, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I now you it was a sigh of relief for sure. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a sigh of relief, and then I got monetized on Facebook for reels. Mm-hmm. That's a whole another topic because they don't pay out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, not getting paid. They ain't even sent me no invite. I keep getting violations. Girl. I think people just be reporting me because they mad. I'm trying to be. I they, no, you. It's not just you. It's mm-hmm. like a bot is controlling it and. I was playing, I was promoting uh, edible oil, massage oil, and mm-hmm. I said something, something edible. They flagged me for trying to sell DRUGS. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, are you serious? I'm like, and if when you reach out to them to speak to them about it, you get bot messages, pre-written mm-hmm. uh, messages. So it's hard over there on Facebook and all of that. You know, it's like, let me just focus. And then if I decide I can go back to Bedroom Candy, Say hello. Y'all should be sleeping. It's almost, <laughs> it's bedtime. Girl, as soon as I get out with you, I'm about to sneak up in my daughter's room. And I've been at catch on that Fortnite game. I'm going to tiptoe up there because I got stairs. I got to be careful. We were just I'm talking gonna... about that. She said she got some older teachers. I said they old school. She said because they catch the kids good. When they talking, they sneak up on them and then tell them they're talking. I said, yeah, that's how you got to catch y'all. Because mm-hmm. y'all like, I'm not doing this. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But I think I this was such a great you. talk and I'm excited to have you on here. I just wanted to have us and stuff like that. You've been on the you've been on the petty bunch. You've been on the petty lovers. And I feel like you, me, and you are both moms and we have girls. Do you want a boy? I did. I did I want did. one. Maybe, but it's just so much work, and I'm comfortable as a girl mom now. And it's like, do I really want to raise another person? You know, yeah. the baby stage is funny, it's cute, and it's like I would have to wrap my mind about around who I want him to be, where I want him to go, and then Back- 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 I, 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 can't, I can't do daycare no more. I, I just can't, and I feel like now my daughter at a good age, we're like. Like um, like fall break, you know, spring break, fall break. She go to her dad's house, and um, he has a fiance. So 
Girl, I'll be going on trips. I'm like, this is my permitted family trip. I did Today was my first day ever alone. I slept so good. Mm -hmm. <laughs>